0: Welcome to the Caring for EOE podcast, where we'll navigate eosinophilic esophagitis together. From diagnosis to daily living, feelings to finances, and restrictions to recipes, let's create a community that cares for EOE. Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the Caring for EOE podcast. I'm very excited to invite our next guest onto the show. Jeff is a dad, a son a brother, an uncle, an athlete, an artist, a caregiver to someone who has EOE, and my husband. Hi, Han. Hi, Han. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show with me.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, you've been such a, a support of my latest passion project to try and put words to our experience in caring for our son, Tyler, who has EOE.
1: Yes, I'm very excited to be here, and I'm very proud of you. Uh, for creating this podcast. I know when you came to me, I was like, well, wow, you know. Um, and you just uh, have brought about a lot of topics uh, on EOE. And I think this is going to be very beneficial to a lot of people.
0: Oh, thanks. Well, in case someone hasn't listened to our previous episodes, eosinophilic esophagitis, or EOE, is an inflammation of the esophagus um, that's most often triggered by food. It can be really challenging to figure out which foods are causing it. Um, And in our situation, we have decided to eliminate a couple of foods for our son, Tyler, and that's on top of his anaphylactic food allergies that he already has.
1: Yeah, he's got the uh, five allergies, um, peanut butter, sun butter, egg, dairy, cumin, I believe is another one. I mean, all the things that you find out as we go.
0: Yeah, for sure. Hey, can you say eosinophilic (laughs) esophagitis? Uh,
1: Yeah, I'm going to apologize to everyone right now, but uh, we'll continue this on with EOE, but uh, eosinophilic esophagitis.
0: Nicely done. We've had to practice that, unfortunately. (laughs) 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 Well, our story actually goes way back, way back to when we first met. Um, Somehow, the two of us figured out on our second date that we each uh, wanted to have kids. Um, And that's because you asked me, uh, not because I asked you.
1: That's true, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Well, it was clear to me early on that it was really um, kind of part of your vision for who you are to become a dad.
1: Uh, Yeah. Indeed, it was. Um, You know, you have that—I have that vision— Um, you'd see on TV shows, uh, the family sitting at the table, um, everyone talking about the days, um, watching your kids grow, you know, just hearing their first words and and seeing them walk for the first time. And then, you know, I also have the thoughts of taking them out to restaurants and, you know, the, the pizza, the ice cream and everything. And, uh, you know, with,
0: yeah. I mean, ice cream is just such, for us, for some reason, growing up, it was just a really big part of both our families. And I remember as a kid watching the commercials that said, milk, it does a body good. Um, and we're just in a completely different arena now with with this diagnosis. And and the fact that what we thought we'd be able to do as far as family traditions, there's there's been a bit of a letting go process. Um, and I know I'm still in it. I'm still grieving a bit of that vision that I had for a family, too.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I just teared up for a little bit there. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely some grieving, obviously. And uh, we just have to go forward and we'll be what we'll be. Um, But, you know, we create our own fun.
0: (laughs) We do. We have interesting fun, but yes. Um, So, yeah, early on, we we knew we wanted to have kids. We even named them before we were (laughs) married. Um, And here we are, flash forward. Four years, four and a half years later, and we have two beautiful kids, a girl and a boy.
1: Yeah, a girl and a boy, just like mm. we wanted.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Born boy
1: just like that, girl and a boy. Yeah. Um,
0: so I've told our story about how we became an EOE family, and it goes back to just over a year ago, and we found out that um, Tyler has an allergy to peanut. Since I've told my story I'd love to have you share a little bit for me and for others. You know, what has it been like from your point of view?
1: Yeah, it, you know, everything started with uh, the allergies in general, um, the peanut allergy, as you mentioned. Um, for that, I wasn't really there. Uh, I just remember getting a phone call and, you know, you were like concerned about it, but I could tell you were really concerned. I came home with the Benadryl and took it from there. Now with that, um, We had Tyler tested, and he was also allergic to egg. Uh, We found out, and he's got uh, four other allergies. But, uh, you know, like we say, well, what do you give a kid that has an allergic reaction to peanut butter? Well, you give him sun butter.
0: That's right.
1: Yes. So here is where it all began with me and my view, because I got to see firsthand um, what— This uh, allergic reaction will look like, and um, yeah, we gave him the sun butter, and I don't know, it was pretty immediate that uh, his skin started to flush. He started to break out in hives. Uh, We were on the phone um, pretty quickly with the nurse, and uh, while we were there, uh, you know, on the phone, I had to administer the EpiPen, and um, for me, that was. sort of a relief because, um, I'm a big guy, you know, I was considered the big guy, the man of the house say, and, um, I just can't, you know, I just can't, uh, this EOE in general brings me to my knees, but when it comes to the allergy, I was able to administer the EpiPen and that brought a relief because it brought a relief to Tyler and it you know, it brings a relief to me because I knew uh, I could personally do something about. It. I could physically do something about it. I could eject him with a pen. Now if I could eject Tyler with a pen and cure EOE even for fifteen minutes so that he can eat his food, that to me Yeah. Would be amazing.
0: That would be. And and we can hold out hope that there will be medical treatments um, sure can. that can help Tyler. And in the meantime, the support that you've shown him and to us as we go through this has just been incredible. You've, you've been our, our rock and a constant for <laughs> us. Thanks. Um, and you, you were, you knew exactly what to do um, with the EpiPen, and and I do recognize that that gave you a sense of action. Um, so after we found out about the sun butter, it became really hard for me to give him new foods. Uh, yes. And we continued on with the testing, and we found dairy was an allergy and that I can imagine really was hard for you to hear, given what you shared about the vision you have in celebrating life through different experiences, including ice cream.
1: Yes, indeed, that uh you know definitely brought the tears you know inside right away, knowing that uh, it's possible that he cannot have. You know the ice cream, the pizza, and anything like that, because it's associated with so many things. You know, and, uh, parties and kids in general.
0: Yeah, and we're trying to figure out how to how to help him navigate that. He's still pretty little, so I think a lot of this is about us trying to figure out what, how we want to handle the diagnosis and the daily living. Um, we. Continued on from there, and in the story that I've told, we talk about Tyler's first birthday and that that was the start to the vomiting and a, a significant number of doctor's appointments and specialists and, um, and some other procedures. How has that been for you to go through that part of our journey?
1: Well, it's very um, – it's tiresome, you know. Just uh, what do we have? We had 19 doctor's appointments in one month. Yeah. For both of our kids, which is, in my opinion, you know, abnormal. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, it's a lot, and um, you know, it's it, I. I just feel blindsided. Um, you know, where did allergy come from? And then yeah. where did EOE, I mean, on top of allergy, all of a sudden we have EoE. Where, where did this come from? Um, it's not something you inherit, that I know of. It's certainly nothing that's come from our family. Uh, generations or anything like that. Uh, so yeah, I just felt blindsided from it, And then all of a sudden, we're put into the fight or flight mode where we're just, you know, let's research, 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 and try to figure out uh, what it is and what can be done.
0: It was all new to us. I mean, you and I both have our, our full-time jobs, and neither one of us is in the medical field. And so a lot of the information, it was just completely foreign.
1: Yes, it sure was. I mean, just like I said, I can't <coughs> even pronounce the name. But uh, yeah, I mean, we did. We started with the allergies. That was just a killer in itself. And um, you know, EOE. I gotta say, you know, I'm um, I'm considered a big guy. I'm I'm six foot four. Um, always the big guy on the basketball court when I was young. And uh, like I said, it, it brought me relief to take care of Tyler's allergy with an epipen, but. You know, to sit there and watch your child vomit up their food is, you know, so very saddening. Because you just want to do everything you can for the child, and you know, uh, what can I do? I, I, I feel like my hands are tied. There's nothing I can do but dice up your food and, and possibly give you more in the hopes that you'll take it. Yeah. Um. It's 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 so saddening, and I just feel for him.
0: Well, and we're fortunate that he has such a great disposition. Yeah, I mean, he he kind of takes it in stride, and it's almost like we're the ones more impacted by it right now than he is. Um, so, something you and I have talked a lot about is how do we keep him at a place of positivity and yeah. and not let this diagnosis and these symptoms get him down. And right, I, and we have to deal that we're still figuring that part out. I don't yeah. I don't know any answers there.
1: Yeah, we're just going to continue with our doctor visits and, you know, help Tyler through the process. It's yeah. going to be, I think, many endoscopies. Yes. And, you know, possible elimination diet, and all the things associated.
0: Right. Well, and it's fair to say that going through what we've been through has put a bit of a strain on our marriage, um, mostly in the, the fact that we both deal with news like this and the survival mode that we found ourselves in. We, we're just different people, and we we, deal, we dealt with it differently. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think that that's something that also comes with children with medical diagnoses, that it's important to recognize that you and I still need to to concentrate on how we connect and how we communicate uh, and that's something that we are committed to doing. It just took us a minute, I think, after, after the diagnosis, to realize that we had we had some individual processing to do, and then we really needed to also recommit to each other. Um, and that that was a good thing that came out of out of this diagnosis is that we realized that we are in this together in in service of Tyler.
1: Yes, um, definitely. You know. Um we are, we are different, of course, and and we um, each took this uh, in our own way. I think you went right into research, 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 which yeah. I obviously really enjoyed that you did that. I mean, I was amazing. You just came up with all these things. But on my end, I'm just hearing it and like, huh, what? Not yeah. in the sense that I don't understand, but like, I don't understand why. Like, yeah. what's going on? And uh, and just the, the thoughts of not. This is not being anything that the uh, doctors know how to cure yet. It's, that's the another part of trying to let go of. It's like, I just go with the flow and say, you know, keep Tyler occupied with food so that he does not, uh, you know, not want to eat s- solids right. that are more solid, like beef and, and other things like that, which he can eat, but might, you know, have a, uh, give him inflammation in the esophagus. I just, don't know yet what is is causing inflammation and what's not causing inflammation and that's right. what we're trying to do here we're trying to figure this all out
0: a- and it's a bigger question than the the EOE where we are with Tyler at his age we're trying to expose him to all sorts of flavors and textures and and developmentally support his growth and I have concerns that we're we're not able to navigate both how to how to help a child at Almost two years old become a good eater, while a lot of times the food that that we give him is kind of bland or the same texture or. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it, I got to say you're doing a, an excellent job at uh, preparing foods for Tyler. Doing your best to weed out uh, certain things. Right now, we have to weed out corn and and uh, wheat, and uh, you're doing an amazing job at uh, creating foods. But yeah, you know, yeah, you, you know, I, a person I'll take a bite of it maybe and be like, well, ah. But I, I understand that this is what Tyler can have. Yeah. These are nutrients that Tyler can have. And that's the way I look at every single bit that goes into Tyler's mouth, whatever it might uh, look like or taste like, um, because he does need nutrients, as we know. I mean, he's only a year
0: and three quarters. I know it. It's going fast. But, yeah. well, I appreciate your saying that about the food. For me, On my end, I feel pretty inadequate in that space, and I've needed to spend a, a ton of time in the aisles of the grocery store, or on Pinterest or Facebook, looking at recipes and trying things. And I've made batches of lentil crackers that I've thrown away, or um, I've had to redo hummus a few times because it didn't come out the way I thought. It just doesn't come naturally to me. Um,
1: but it's all amazing. This work that you're doing is amazing. It's trial and error, but hey, you know what? He's going to. Do Have nutrients, and pretty soon we're gonna. With that, we're gonna find foods that we can make that he does like.
0: Yeah, well, I that'll, that'll be good. Um, So, when we think about um, our family now, we had that vision when we were dating and and newly married about having kids and what it would be like, and kind of that (laughs) unrealistic view of of the the. Fever Cleaver lifestyle, mm-hmm. but here we are with, with two kids who are amazing and some complications around um, raising them. Where do you think we go from here? How do we redefine who we are as a family with this diagnosis?
1: Um, I think you know it's going to take some different approaches. Um, You know, our daughter, we once had her as gluten-free. And with that, we noticed we had to bring a lot of gluten-free items when she uh, went to parties and things like that because kids want cake and um, their kind of ice cream and uh, other things. So we already have had some uh, relation to doing that. I think that what we're going to have to do is uh, proceed with... Just that, creating foods for Tyler that uh, can be brought to events like birthdays and other things. Um, it's hard right now because we can't communicate with him. He's not uh, talking you know, yeah. full. But I, I really am looking forward to hearing his point of view and hearing what hurts or doesn't hurt or how it feels. And, and uh, I think he can really help us uh, just in general with, with food. Yeah, and
0: helping him. Yeah, yeah. and
1: helping himself. Um, So, hopefully, you know, as we progress, uh, that could become somewhat easier.
0: But yeah. And I think for me, when I think about redefining the vision we have for our family, is making life about something different than food um, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. and that's kind of hard when you think about holidays and family get-togethers and celebrations there's so much of it that revolves around food so I'm curious to see like how will we do things differently for his birthday party you know do we shift the focus away from food in a way that can can bring thing other things forward that are just as fun and exciting to celebrate that we just haven't even thought of yet
1: hmm. yeah that's a great idea I mean uh, we'll have to hold- definitely work on that
0: yeah so and our families have been very involved and they do want to know how to support us as we support tyler as well so we'll certainly come up with ways um, that together we can give tyler the type of lifestyle that he doesn't even recognize that anything's different because he's he's just another version of right uh, and (laughs) nothing's wrong and so it's about instilling and reminding ourselves that even though it doesn't quite match the vision that, that we had had at one point, it's just about pivoting and shifting and, and helping Tyler be re- resilient. And I think some of that work just starts with us first.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Being there for as much as possible. Um yeah, hopefully introducing him to a lot more foods and hopefully he'll take them in. You know, I, I enjoy giving him something new, especially like when you made hummus and everything. Yeah. Um, wonderful. I mean, it's just such a joy to give him something new and continue on. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's not going to all be about food. You know, we love going to the parks and enjoying time with other families. And uh, that part is all uh, considered normal, you know, everyday life with families. They didn't know other kids and stuff. Um, yeah, he's a very happy kid.
0: He really is. I mean, his laugh is infectious yep. and contagious, and he's um, getting new words every day, and yep. he cracks me up. So I'm excited. I know that when we first started talking about our family seven years ago, when we when we first met, that this looks different. But seven years from now, I think we're going to have a pretty incredible story to tell.
1: I agree. Definitely. If we continue on with, um, just going with the flow, getting Tyler, the nutrients he needs and hearing from him. And I think Tyler himself will find his own way to push through. Yeah. Um, EOE itself. And, uh, you never know who knows what, uh, can transpire from the rest of his life. And, um, He hopefully might outgrow some of his allergies in general. Right? Um, EoE, you never know. He, uh, we're just trying to try to find out what uh, is causing his inflammation. Uh, Just like any other person has EoE, you want to figure out just what is causing it all. That's and, uh, right. weed through and get, the, get the, out with the bad and in with the good.
0: That's true. And there's some pretty amazing research and advancements and treatments that are happening. And like you said, I'm a little bit of a research junkie so <laughs> I'll try and stay on top of those. Me uh, too. So maybe in uh, in a couple years you'll come back on the show with me and we'll talk.
1: I hope it'll before then.
0: Alright, well that sounds good. Thank you for telling us the story of what it's like to be a dad of a, of a son with EOE and thank you for everything that you do for Tyler and for me and for our family. Uh,
1: thank you, love.
0: All right. And uh, with that, we hope that other, other parents and caregivers and dads um, want to share their story too. So if so, then please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And I'm at caringforeoe at gmail.com. Thanks.